And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello to everyone. We are back. It is the Punk, Josh Thompson, and me, John McCarthy, with the Weighing In Podcast. We are coming to you live from San Jose and Tennessee after we spent our week in Arizona doing our thing at the Sun Devil Wrestling. That was really cool being there for Arizona State. Awesome. They were going to take on Oregon State in a wrestling match. Great atmosphere, great people. Zeke Jones, thank you very much for everything. And how you doing, Bubba? I'm doing good. You finally man. made it home. You're feeling better. You got some rest. Yeah, yeah. I played uh, some indoor soccer last night and uh, had some fun. Did you get elbowed in the head again? No, not last night. But I, <laughs> I was tired because we only had one sub, and then I wasn't able to really sub in and out. So I stayed in the whole game, which is horrible when it's indoor. It's like playing. No, hockey. no. Here, here. I'll teach you how to do something. Walk. No. <laughs> they don't have no time, man. They but you know, I play in a co it's like a co ed once. So you have to have three girls on the field, females, sorry. Females. Yeah, those the are the field. ones they're fast. They keep moving. Yeah, they never stop, man. They keep going. <laughs> and uh and then we have three males on the field along with the goalie if the goalie's male or not. But yeah, it's uh it's one of those things where it stays moving. It's like hockey. You just gotta keep moving, keep moving. Yeah. So it was good. I love it. I love it. it's like they get the sprints in, the indoor, just, you know, you make your runs. There's a lot of, you know, camaraderie a little bit with the teammates and uh, developed a good team. And this team is works real well together, so I enjoy it. It's fun. Good. We're not winning any Olympic gold medals or anything. but it's, Oh, it's yeah. Still, no, I really thought you were. No, I mean, thought this was going to be for big bucks. Well, you know, I just, I lo- yeah. just want to do something else besides train jiu-jitsu and wrestle and <laughs> kick, hit the bag. And it's like I've been doing that shit for so many years, and – you know, I played. I do that other stuff. I, know, I played soccer my whole I life. Fish right off the dock. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> hey, I wanted to bring up something though because you know what? I figured this out. I figured what we were talking about. Hold it, stop. You figured something yeah, out. Yeah, I Are did. you shitting me? I did on my own actually. Well, <laughs> actually, never mind. I take that back because I did read the comments again. Like you know, like you guys. Oh, <laughs> no, I just just poke a stick. No, in my it really eye. made me think. It really <laughs> made me think because it was kind of on my mind. I'm like, there's no way. That it's just Jordan and Mike Tyson that are the most popular athletes, like the most recognizable athletes in the world. No way. Absolutely not. You want to know what? John, we completely forget because it's not that popular of a sport here, but the rest of the world, it's the number one sport in the world. It's soccer. We, we, we talked. Yeah, we said. But I said Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo, Neymar, and, I said, and, and Messi. And I said Messi. Those three. Yeah. Those three right there are the, probably the most recognizable athletes in the world. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. They're way up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we said Tyson and Jordan because we're very biased because we're from the States. But um, no, that was because that was the conversation. Between, yeah, between Ali and some of the people other guys. Were having, yeah. yeah, certain people were having. And that was there too. And I was like, it's close on well, because all he lives in vegas you know and, and he's around the, the you know he's around tyson he, he knows tyson and stuff so that's why he says tyson you know we i yeah. say jordan only based on the fact that when i go back and watch the documentary on the dream team like they everyone talked about how like he couldn't go anywhere in asia anywhere in europe he couldn't go anywhere without everyone being all over him where the rest of the where john stockton could walk down the street and no one even knew who he was. No one tried. Somebody even asked him, hey, can you take a picture of me and my family in front of, you know, this building? Like that kind of thing. They didn't even know who he was. And so that's, awesome. that's pretty cool. He got to go enjoy his trip there while he go. was there. And Jordan wasn't able to really or Barkley and everybody else. So anyways, 
but I want to go back because there's this new uh, documentary on Neymar out. I think it's on Netflix, but I just started watching it. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good little docu yeah. on it. And um, yeah, but it just lets you know how huge, how huge of a star he is all around the world. You know, so you got him, Messi, and and uh, and Ronaldo, all three of them. Insane. They're just way bigger stars than I would have because we're from the states. We don't really put that into perception. I don't know if you. If, I I looked at it. in the end. I said I think Jordan would be based upon China. Yeah, basketball's huge in China. Yeah, and they got a whole lot of people there. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Anyways, I wanted to touch on that because. I felt like we left them out, and then they deserve to be brought in. Anyways, all right. I, we didn't leave them out. I said them yeah, last we time. Really, we didn't really like strike it home, though. We just kind of glanced oh over God. it. Just kind of glanced over it. Yeah. You do, okay, you've got to do me a favor. Not stop listening to you. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> okay, you could do that too. You could do that too. But just like you stopped drinking, I want you to stop reading the goddamn comments. Oh, I love it, John. <laughs> I'm addicted to it, man. You are. Yeah, I, I am. It's fun. I, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Okay. All right. All right. So let's uh, let's get started right into the UFC. Let's talk about this fight card. Not a very good fight card when you look at it on paper. When you start looking at name value, start looking at all those things, not not something that you know really pops off. Now the main event, obviously, I think makes for a very main fun fight because Sean Strickland's one of those guys that I think there's a lot of hype around him right now. He's a dog. He fights aggressive. He's you know. He's just, he's a junkyard dog. He's going to walk you down, take some shots, give shots. You know, he's going to do all those things. I actually sent a video to our news feed in the, in the, you know, in the text thread that we have. This is news, just in case you got lost when I was having that conversation. Um, I sent that and I said, like, he's sparring with Dominic Reyes and they're, they're sparring with little gloves and they're going hard. I believe, and someone said, like, I can't believe they're sparring like this, like the week before the fight. And I'm thinking to myself, it's crazy, man. Like, Little gloves with someone who's, you know, a 205 pounder and he's a 185 pounder. And this doesn't make sense. But from what I understand, he's not the brightest tool in the shed either. So, you know, it's <laughs> just whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I always look at things like this. Look, I've, I've been in the, in the gym with some guys that were really top, like top, top prospects that we had coming up. They got knocked out real bad in training because they were going hard because they would they like to go hard, and then we never saw those guys again. And we saw them, but they just came back, back and forth, back and forth. Never really made it to the big shows because after that, after they got starched in training, they never really were able to get their wits back about them, and their chin was never the same. Well, that that can happen. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at guys like remember. Uh, oh, geez, what was his name? He was a fifty-five pounder. He got he got a concussion when he fought Gray Maynard. He was supposed to fight for the title. T.J. Grant. T.J. Grant. I always forget his name. I always say Grant something. But yeah. yeah T.J. Grant. I, him. Never came back. Gone. No. And I heard he was still, up until a couple years ago when I heard last, he was still having issues. I think he's doing well. Okay. I, I hope mean, he's, he's doing he's well. Got a, he's got a regular job, and he's uh, he's you know he's got a family, and he's just... He just gave up the fighting world, and yeah. he was good. Yeah, he was, he was a dog. T.J. was good. He was man. one of those. He was, he was tough big dude. for the weight, John. Well, see, and that was Sean Strickland, if you're looking at Sean as a fighter, all of his losses are at the welterweight division. He hasn't lost at middleweight. Mm -hmm. You know, he's at middleweight now. He hasn't lost. And I do think that look, he's always been tough and he can take a punch and he will he's that guy who will march down and he will trade with you, allowing you to hit him so he has the opportunity to hit you. And at 185, he can accept a big shot, and he can keep coming after you. He's good. You know, he's just that. He's a little bit bent in the head. 
Okay. <laughs> He's a little bit crazy. He doesn't like the ground much. You know, he can be on the ground, but, you know, he wants to stand and trade. But if you look at who he's got losses to, I mean, his only losses are, you know, I think he's been knocked out once, but that was at 170 pounds. And I know he's got a loss to Kamaru Usman. But other than that, man, you know, you take a look at the, look at the, show me the list of the names that he's beaten in middleweight here. Because I know Uriah Hall and, was it Jock? Yeah. Brendan Allen. So he lost Uriah to Usman. He lost to Jocko. Yeah. Jack Marshman. Uh, thinking that the i think the nordine fight was at welterweight though hmm. I, I may be wrong but that might have been at welterweight I tell you if you want. but i mean the, look at the guy can fight and hermison is fantastic on the ground you know pulls off a lot of great submissions so this is going to be that look at we got a guy that wants to strike and stand up we got a guy that can strike but he's going to want to get it to the ground you know you watched when uh i thought hermison put on a great performance against uh Vittori, yeah, you know, showed how tough he was in the stand-up. You know, a lot of things going on there. He'll stand with Sean. I just don't know if it's the right call for him to do. He should be looking towards taking this fight to the ground as much as he can because I think he has a a big advantage there. Yeah, didn't he? Uh, he subbed Gaslam, didn't he? An yes. ankle lock was it? An ankle lock? I'm trying to remember. I think it was a knee bar. Knee bar. I think it was, okay, it was a knee, knee bar. bar. Yeah. I figured it had some, I remember it had something to do with the legs. But Jack Romance yeah. is tough. He's got good. He's got decent wrestling. Not a great wrestler, but he's got some decent wrestling. Yeah, you no, know? he's a good wrestler. And when he gets to fight to the ground, he will be able to control the position. He's got good transitions for the submissions. <clears throat> now, how much do you know of Sean Strickland's uh, grappling, though? I, you know, I, I know guys that have rolled with him and stuff like that, and uh, he's it's it's he's one of those guys who goes, I don't like that. Now, he'll do it, and he does train it, so it's not... But he doesn't want the fight to go to the ground. He, he's okay, you know, taking the fight to the ground yeah. if he's in the top position and he can punch. He's the guy that wants. He's not going after any submissions, you know. Dave, pull up, pull up Strickland's record. Does he have None. any submission victory since he's been in the UFC? No, we just saw that. Hey, well, he, so, okay, no. I was gonna say I Full doubt submission it. Submission wins entirely, oh. but let's see if he has anything in the UFC. Any in the UFC? Because early on in the career, UFC is one against. Uh, oh crap! Where did it go? Uh, he's won against um, Bubba McDaniel, uh, so a rear naked choke. He's got one against Bubba, okay. And otherwise, he doesn't right. have one. Yes. Other than that, nothing. Yeah, see, because he just doesn't go for it. You know, he wants to punch a hole in your head. He's got one in the king of the cage, William Wheeler. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh. yeah. I mean, we're yeah. going to see. He's tough. He's going to probably try to work his way back up to the, his feet. And try and, oh, yeah. you know, and try and just press the pace. Make Hermanson get into a slugfest or shoot shoot crappy takedowns, which is going to put some more pressure on them to get the takedown. And the more pressure you put on someone, the more they tend to fold if they're not in phenomenal shape or not used to that type of pressure. So it should make for a fun fight. I mean, there's just so much going on with Sean Strickland, man. Just like you said, he's a little off the rocker. You, oh, yeah. You know, and and everyone that I've seen that's trained with him, like he he's either trying to be the guy that bullies you around, and when you do it back to him, he flips out. Remember when he got into... Who do you get into it with at, at the Ruka gym? He got into it with someone. Oh, there. Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. You know, Orlando trying to do. Yeah, and they yeah. started slugging it a little bit and just getting out of hand. And it's like, okay, what, what's going on? Uh, okay, but let's be honest. When you're training, and it's training, look, Orlando could have said, "Hey, man, don't put your arm like that. I'm going to crank down on that thing, or someone else is going to crank down on that thing like that." You don't want to do that. You don't do it. You don't crank on the arm because the guy is. 
if this is his profession, what are you trying to do? You you trying to you trying to dislocate his elbow? You trying to you know crank it? Why, <laughs> John? But I'm we, serious. But here's the thing: Did we see the rest of the video? Was was Sean Strickland being a jerk before that? That's the thing. There's two sides was, to every story. Come on. But it was just grappling. I get it. It was just grappling. I understand. I don't know. They were throwing some heat. They, they looked like they were throwing some body shot stuff back and forth. I don't know if they were meaning. No, to do that. no, 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 no. Not not in that one. They were just grappling. But it was. I mean, Sean threw a punch. Yeah. At Orlando, off of it, mm-hmm. you know, threw a kick and a punch. Yeah, so. He better be. Able, he better be able to stop uh, Orlando's takedowns, buddy. <laughs> yeah he can grapple with the fucking best of them and he moves yeah. he can move for a guy you know, you, guys built like that he can move you got a guy that's built like a bowling ball and yeah. he's got gas oh he's got gas and he can move he will go yeah he can move yeah you know? <clears throat> i mean anyways this is gonna be a good fight um it's really whoever can it implement is. their game plan if hermanson can press a little bit put sean strickland's back to the fence get a takedown or two control the top position make sean get up and fight you know, fight a little bit more fatigued in terms of the grappling. I think he's got a better chance of, you know, but he's got to get that takedown early. He gets that takedown early. I think that'll definitely change the outcome of how much pressure Sean Trickland puts walking him down. Because if you get a yeah. takedown early and he understands, like, if I put too much pressure, I'm going to be walking right into a takedown, I'm gonna, end up on my back exactly. and being controlled again. So well said. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm on point today. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> a little rest, got a little indoor soccer in last night. I'm feeling pumped and rejuvenated. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, I quit, well, I I quit, that, I... I quit drinking. I've just been sick the whole damn time. I'm like, I'm going back to alcohol to knock all this shit out. Thank you. <laughs> you're better when you're pickled. Oh, love it, love it. <laughs> all right, uh, scroll down there, Dave, for us, please. Like I said, there's not a lot of name value on this card. Um, So uh, what is there? what fights are you looking forward to? I... I honestly think that you know. First off, let's talk. The main event I think is actually a really good fight. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun fight. It's uh, interesting. Sam Alvey is in this, and he's fighting Brendan Allen now. Mm-hmm. And Sam Alvey's got like six losses in a row and a draw in there too. So <laughs> okay, it's not good. No. And and Brendan Allen ain't gonna make it any better. No, he's good. I know he was supposed to be fighting. I I believe he was supposed to be fighting Phil Hawes, and I think that was actually not a bad fight. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a good Sam. fight. I don't think Brendan Allen's a good fight for him, though. I agree with you. I do. And that's what it's like. You know, you just got bumped up to a different level of fighter. I know that Brendan just is coming off of a loss uh, to Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis, yeah, Chris. Chris Curtis looking good, man. Yeah, but that was a tough fight for Chris Curtis. He was in a little bit of trouble in that. Oh, fight. he was losing. He was losing that fight, but it, he was making it a fight, and then he just came out yep. and beautifully he done. Caught him. Yeah, he caught him. Yeah, yeah, interesting. But is, I did. I kind of. I feel bad for Sam. I mean, there comes a point. It, it, it ends for everyone. Obviously, you know, Jeremy Stevens just got let go. He's, he's with PFL you know, now. Yeah, yeah, he signed. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. Good for, good him. for him. I'm happy for him. But um. I mean, it comes to an end for everyone, but I, I look at it this one. I was like, ah, Sam might get a win against you know Phil Hawes. That's that's a good that's a good possibility. I think I just lost that feeling. Yeah, I think this is a tougher opponent for him. No, I agree. I agree. I think Brendan Allen's going to be able to walk him down. He's a little bit faster of a striker. He throws straight faster, throws straighter punches. Yeah. Everything is straight down the pipe, and he mixes in the kicks as well. So it's going to be a little bit dangerous for him. I mean, we'll see, man. You know, that's why we fight the fight to find out if the underdog can come through. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I know. Uh, when you like guys, you know, when they're good people and, uh, 
you know, this is what they do and stuff. But I am, I am uh, excited to see uh, Hakeem back. Yeah, from Canada. Yeah, Dawadu. Dawadu, man, he's good. He is. He's fun to watch. He's an exciting fighter, and he's fighting a good guy in uh, Trezano. Uh-huh. That's a good matchup. Yep. That's a that's at featherweight. That is a hot fight. Dawadu is twelve and two and one. He's twelve. I mean, just twelve and two. Just don't forget the one. Twelve and two, and then uh, Trezano is nine and one. And nine the two and of them one. are going to have. They're going to have a good That's little a scrap. They're going to have a little battle. A battle. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun fight. Yeah. So, I mean, like yeah. the, when you're talking about sl- like sleeper fights, when we're looking through these fights, I mean, that could be a good fight, you know? Yeah, well, it's, for me, you know, when I'm, when I'm sitting there watching, you know, I kind of, I'm doing I'm doing all kinds of things all at one time. And then I look for certain fights, and this is the one that I'll, I'll set everything down. Yeah. And just look at the TV because... Yeah, this one gets my John. You're funny because I never, I never would have thought that. I thought I've always felt like you just sit down and like you watch from beginning to end. I'm the same way. Like I'll watch a fight when it really piques my interest. I'll sit down and watch it. The rest of the time, when there's fights that don't really pique my interest, I'm doing something else. Like it's you know I'm, you know whatever, goofing around with. I'm a woodworker too. You know, I'm always you know doing my woodwork. You know things. Woodworker. Uh, uh, I you know what I'm doing. That I'm work, stuff too. I'm huh? working on my wood. I'm trying to pull my helmet uh, off. I'm sure you are. Just like that young lady who grabbed that thing. Oh, never mind. Oh, God. That was hilarious. The pot belly. We got to oh, tell that, that story. Funnier. John, you got to tell yeah. that story, John. Tell it. This is the great. Dave, you got to hear this story. We go. <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona is a great place, right? And there is this awesome sandwich place. It's called the pot belly. And at the pot belly, they have three sizes of sandwiches. Oh, they have skinny, regular, regular or original, and big. <laughs> so, you know, we go and we order our sandwiches, and Josh orders a regular, yeah. right? And I ordered the big, and no big deal. And so we go to the, the register, and the, there's a, a nice young lady there, and, and she talks to Josh and says, you know, what size is it, right? Josh is not listening at all because he's doing well, his there's also the, ADD. There's also the plexiglass in front of her. ADD is going in all these different directions, and he's looking around, and he doesn't eat it. And he's like, excuse me? Right? <laughs> and she, instead of saying that, she just looks at him, reaches out, kind of grabs his sandwich and does this with it. <laughs> and Josh kind of looks at her, and she goes, oh, you're, it's a regular, right? <laughs> and he goes, well... Give it time. I said. I said that was. A, I told her. I go. That's a little aggressive, don't you think? I was just. I was in shock. I, I was just sitting there. I said, "Wow, you guys are hitting this thing off quick, she, right?" And then she realized, "Oh my God, I see what I just did." She it was awesome for those of you guys listening on the audio platforms. She literally grabbed the tip of my, like the top of my, the tip of the of the. Of the subway the sa- of the sandwich. Of the sandwich. She the grabbed it. She's spear. like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, regular. Yeah. I just looked at her like, that was a little aggressive. What's going on here? And she's like, oh, my God. I just, I, I can't believe I just did that. And uh, and then, like, you know. So I'm- then I, I, had, I had my sandwich and I kind of like stuck it out. Towards, I go, I got the big. <laughs> I got the large. I got the large. And I started laughing because it took her a second. And then even when I was on pain, she's like, and I just kept, I just kept smiling at her, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you did that!" And she's like, uh, "Oh, we're funny. not over this yet." And I was like, uh, "Would you be?" She's like, "I'm still there. I get it." It was really, it was kind of embarrassing, but it was funny. It was funny. It was hilarious. Good moment. Ah, uh, uh, all right. Well, uh, Chitty Chikawani, he's fighting also too. He's a uh, back end. Yeah, if, you know, 
first time in the UFC for Chidi. He's been fighting mm-hmm. for a long time. He's fought all over, you know, fought in Bellator, everything. Uh, he's got a tough dude he's fighting against. Mm-hmm. Barrio is tough, good fighter. I love Chidi, and his stand-up is really good. His ground has gotten a lot better, but Mark Andre, that dude is a tough son bitch. He's just going to keep coming forward. Now, Chidi can win this fight because he can definitely strike, and he's got power on his, on his shots. He's beating some good guys. You know, look at that. Well, you know, we just had Andre Fialo, who was, you know, put on a great performance against Mikel Pejea. You saw that fight. Well, Chidi knocked. Man, what, how, how fast did he knock Fialo out? Like, I want to say 20 seconds. Yeah, it was quick. So he's got he's got power. And so he could put, you know, Barrio down. But Mark andre is the real deal. But this is a good matchup. I, and I look forward to it. I, and I'm, I'm really happy for Chidi mm-hmm. and Chikawani to be able to come in and uh he's lived in vegas for a long time yeah. he's never been in the ufc so it's a good thing yeah scroll down a little bit more there dave alexis mm. davis making uh her return again she's be back and uh she's tough as hell dude she is man she's been she is tough as hell she's been around for a while she went she took that well, sabbatical for a while to have, i think she had a baby correct yeah yeah i think she went off she had a baby now she's back she had a couple scroll, hit on her name. How many, she's only been back for one fight. Is it one or two? No, no, no. She was she because she beat Sabina Mazo. Yeah. After having the baby, Alexis and Davis. then she lost to um. God dang it! I can't sure. remember. I want to say, is it Penny? Yeah. Did she lose to she Penny? Penny. Okay. Oh, she lost. Yeah, okay, okay. Kianza. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah, there it is. So, but man, yeah. If you, you know, if you're in the in the cage with it, you know this is this is going to be tough because it doesn't look like she's that fast when she's fighting, mm-hmm. but her ground game is stifled. Yeah, she is outstanding on the ground, and she will take shots to give shots. Within the first minute of this fight, her face is going to be all pink and red because it just Poor does. Girl. You know, she's she's one of those girls that yep. she marks up, you know, fast, but she just keeps coming, man. Exactly. She's tough. It's funny when you have fighters like that. I feel bad for them. The ones that like they get, they just get it once or twice, and all of a sudden their face is red. Oh yeah, it's like oh, like it just looks so bad. But they've only been hit once or twice. Where yeah, some people get hit the whole. Like look at Benson Henderson. He gets hit. I know. He gets crushed sometimes. Doesn't even look like he's got a mark on him. I know. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, All right. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our talk and conversation about the UFC that's coming up this weekend. It's the fight night, correct? Should be on ESPN Plus. Yeah. All right, and what Believe else? Believe it is from the Apex Center. Oh, it's the Apex? Yeah, How many, like, when are they going to stop doing them there? Or are they going to be all the fight Never. They're going to keep them there the whole time? No, yeah. It's yeah. just saving them money. We, saving we them money. start on a story regarding that that I do have for today's uh, thing, if you okay. want. Um, I was actually one of the last stories, but we may as well just go there. Since you guys are Well, let's go. Um, all right. So Dana White actually said that they're looking to enhance um, the fan experience at the Apex facility. So they're looking to include things like food and alcohol service and ticket booths as well as a souvenir <laughs> shop. So basically like a UFC arena, I guess. Um, well, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah but I mean, if uh, well, it's only 13,000 square feet. I mean, I wonder how many people and is it only going to be for like the top, you know, notch people to come in and watch? I mean, the last couple of times, I mean, we've seen like Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly. We've seen Travis Parker and like, you know, 
certain certain top level celebrities have been invited to go there. Is it going to be like that, just only for the top level celebrities to go watch? I mean, they're you know whoever comes well, in the town. Or in the past, it's been fighters' families. Yeah, get they can get tickets into it when they you know, the COVID thing was on. Yeah. Obviously, nobody could, but fighters' families have been able to go inside, and then like you say, you know they they have. Uh, celebrities that want to come to and they invite them to those and they get seats there and stuff but you can i mean you could put in more seats in it mm-hmm. and make it a little bit you know to where you sold tickets and stuff like that but this is if you look at what they're doing with it because this is part of their contract with espn how many fights as far as travel and everything it's way cheaper for them they're, they're actually building the ufc hotel right there so there's no money or cost basically for when the fighters come in and uh, all that. It, it's just is a very easy, low budget, quick. You know, everything's there for them. Yeah. It's done. It's nothing's hard. They don't have to move things. So you know, production wise, everything's just set up. Then they leave and they don't take anything down, mm-hmm. and then they just walk back in. So yeah. there's no, you know, no money for that. So it's it's a good thing for them. Yeah, I mean, it really is going to cut the cost of whatever it is they're spending to move the from venue to venue, you yeah. know, and just have they have their home quarters for their for their fight nights, and then all the other pay per views will be done somewhere else, which they get paid on. So it doesn't matter what the cost is because they're getting paid for five hundred thousand. They split whatever goes over five hundred thousand. You know, they split fifty fifty. So they're making a profit. They're making a pretty damn good profit, and this is going to be really you cheap think? when they build that hotel. The fighters are, are like kind of like if you think about it, right, they're used to staying in nice hotels when they go to Vegas, right? They stay in the nice hotel and they ship them over to the now. I mean, this hotel will probably be nice, but it'll be clean. It'll be clean. It'll be matters. nice because it's brand new. But I mean, That's all that matters. Yeah, I never. Okay, let me let me let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Did you ever care? All I ever cared was please just let it be clean. I don't want bugs in my bed. <laughs> yeah, that was all I cared about. That's happened. Just, That's happened lo- a couple. Of as long oh, it's happened to me yeah. too. As long as my room is clean, just make my room clean. I don't. It can be small. I don't but care. But it's happened at a couple nice hotels for me too. Like I'm talking oh, yeah. like five star hotels, <laughs> and you get bed bugs, and like I've seen cockroaches in rooms. I'm like, oh my god. Like, anyway, it's a great experience. It's like it's like living in LAX. Fucking shithole. <laughs> swear. You you definitely have a love for LAX. I freaking hate LAX. You love that place. Well, no, the worst part about LAX, and I'm going to go on a little rant here, is you see people. <laughs> no, you. You see people hold walking. Hold on, hold stop. Hold on, really. Are you going to go on a rant? Yeah, you see people. Yeah, you see people walking through. Like you see people walking through the LAX uh, airport with their dogs, and I've seen people's dogs piss like on the carpet there, and I see people with their kids letting their kids lay down on the carpet. LAX is the most filthiest and dirtiest place I've ever been outside of Skid Row. I mean, the two of them are like hand in hand. It's disgusting. I, I'm, I can't believe when I, let, I see parents let their kids crawl on the floor at the at the LAX airport. I'm like, this is get your kid off the ground. What are you doing? Like, I see like even when I see high school or college kids, like you know, they're traveling and they're stopping, they're laying down with their their hat, you know, they're like laying down with their backpack as a pillow. I don't know. I'm just like, God, ugh, I'd burn my clothes if I got, I got home. <laughs> Anyways, and the people are fucking rude. And everyone has their dog, like their cuddle dogs. What are they called? They're their service dogs. Service dogs. I'm like, come yeah. on. Not all of you guys need this. You guys do it for the whatever. It's the it's like a trend to carry their dogs around. It's so, so easy to do that though. I was uh, I know. I went to one yeah. a firework thing in San Jose one night and the guy told me my dog couldn't come in. And uh, I was like, Oh, it's my service dog. And he's like, Do you have paperwork? And I was like, No, it's for anxiety. 
And he's like, he's like, all right, on you go. And then even, then yeah. Question it. <laughs> oh, I don't question that shit. See, because it's people like you just breaking the rules, podcast. I mean, I've seen people's dogs shit and piss like in the in the LAX and other airports as what? well. But I mean, like the LAX has there's a lot of areas that have carpet, and I'm like, what the f- Ugh. okay. How is it you've seen other people's dogs do? I've never seen a dog in an airport piss and shit. Are you serious? No. Oh my god. I've 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 seen I've seen areas for them to go to the bathroom. Have you not? Have you, have you never like just paid attention? Oh yeah, that's like one of the biggest. No, I one don't. of my biggest pet peeves. When I see someone with a dog, I'm like, no pun intended. Keep your dog out of the restaurant. Keep your dog like if you have a dog, like you shouldn't be in the restaurant. People are eating food. Like it's disgusting. Like my lab, my lab's not allowed in my kitchen. Like I have a lab, and I'm like, I don't allow, I don't allow them in my kitchen. That's where I make my food. I don't want the dog in my kitchen. No way, man. And that's why they call that Anyways, pet peeve, Josh. Yeah, it is a pet peeve. Yeah, it is. Well, I tell you, oh, it is. It drives me nuts, man. And I love, I love dogs, but I'm just, I mean, there's certain things that just no. Oh, we could tell. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's Pete move on. Peter's going to be calling you to be a poster right. boy for yes. him. <laughs> Rant's over. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. All right. Next thing, Dave. All right. So the UFC has booked for their May card uh, Holly Holm versus Ketlin Vieira. And um, it appears. Um, so I'm looking at this other fight, which says it's Gus versus Alexander Gustafson mm-hmm. versus Ben Rothwell. Um, but Ben's Ooh. a heavyweight. And so. And the, so is. No, so, so is, so is so Gustafson. Oh, well, yeah. He's been a heavyweight. I did not. There have that go. piece of info. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice picture of him. Where, where that picture right there, Josh? You can see of Gustafson. Yep. Where is he yeah, at? He's at the L.A. Forum. That away. Yeah. See, that's a, that tunnel is famous it's in Inglewood, California. Yeah, that's a good place. Inglewood. So we got <laughs> um, Holly Holm versus Ketlin Vieira, and then uh, Gus versus Rothwell. All right. So who's the main event? Is it Holly Holm? Those are the only two fights. Uh, yeah, and this looks to be the... Um, so no title fight. No title fight. Ooh. Better be stacked the rest of the card. Well, it's not pay-per-view. No, no I understand that. But, I mean, like, still, you're going to have to stack night. it a little bit. I mean, but... I mean, Gus coming back, that's going to definitely help. Uh, I, I enjoy watching him fight. I wonder if he's in a better place, you know, mentally. Feel like Obviously, it felt like he probably misses it. <clears throat> Wants to get back in there a little bit like we talked about with Rashad Evans, you know, Rashad being away, getting his getting uh, just feeling better about, you know, being in a better place mentally in terms of, okay, look, I've had a couple, you know, months or years away from the sport and I'm able to refocus, get back in and energize and feel good about training, feel good like this is fun again. And um, yeah, and go out there and get it done. So Gus is what, 34? 33, 34. Yeah. Yeah, he's got plenty yeah. of miles still left. He can do another two, three years easily, especially at heavyweight. Especially at heavyweight. heavyweight. You. you know, if he gets back into a little bit of that wrestling too, like if you if he shows the wrestling pedigree that he showed against John Jones when they fought, I think there's a good chance. I mean, he took John down. He took, oh, yes, he yeah, did that first round. Yeah, and so like if you look at like if he's able to take someone like uh like Ngano down or if he's able to take Cyril down, Cyril, okay. Uh, <laughs> Cyril. Cyril or Cyril. <laughs> I don't think um, I. I don't know if the other one of those guys will be able to get up from underneath him, you know, with his body type and you know and his and his ability to to stay from the top position. I think he's gonna be good, man. I think I'm looking forward to him making another run, maybe even two. He can, might be able to have two good runs in him. So good for him, especially at heavyweight. I'm pumped for that. <laughs> As for Holly Holmes, I just like watching her fight, man. She's grown on me a lot over the years. So she's talented. She's good. Now someone said something in the comments. This is why I read the comments, John. <laughs> Excuse me. Tell me, what did they say in the comments? 
Since I don't. Well, since you and I were talking about how fighters shouldn't do multiple things, multiple sports when it comes to the combat sports, they shouldn't try and do boxing and MMA or. Okay. And someone thought they would chime in and say, yeah, but Holly Holm was a world-class kickboxer and a world-class boxer. I said, yeah, but she did all three of them no. at a different time. Well, you, you, she wasn't a world-class <laughs> kickboxer. She was a world-class boxer. boxer. She did kickbox, yeah. but she never won a world championship kickboxing, did she? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. But she was a world champion boxer, but she gave up boxing to be MMA yeah. because you can't do all of them at once and be good at all of them. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out because well, that was you could be good at them, but you can't be great at them and be champion. That's the difference. You have to. There's just too much. This this sport is about dedicating your time. It's not the it's to one thing because it's uh it's the hurt business. You don't have time to be one foot in, one foot out. You can't have one foot in boxing, one foot in MMA. It doesn't work that way. They are completely different. That's why you see a lot of these MMA guys going to boxing and getting their asses kicked. Because it's the stance it, is different. Everything yeah. is different. See this and this is the this is my point when I say look, you can't be great at all of these different mm -hmm. aspects of fighting because there's time that needs to be committed towards training and being someone that's learning techniques and honing those techniques so they become second nature in the fight and you can do them and they can function correctly and you know be pulled off with some semblance of hey that's a good technique for you if you are a boxer you have two tools left hand right hand okay now your footwork and everything is all part of it your body is part of it but all of your training offensively is on that left hand and that right hand. Mm -hmm. So you're throwing a left hook how many times? You're throwing a right cross. You're throwing uppercuts. You're throwing a jab. All of these punches, they are throwing thousands upon thousands upon thousands of times. That's it. They, you know how much takedown defense a boxer does, right? Zero. Why? Because he can't get taken down. He does a lot. It's not something he has to worry he about. But an MMA fighter, an MMA fighter has to take the time to work on the wrestling and he has to take the time to work on the submission game and this is where you know to sit there and think that an mma fighter is going to be as good in a stand-up battle with just their hands can't they don't spend enough time mm -hmm. and it, see this is why i don't recomb nah. <laughs> no but i just wanted to point that out i want to make sure that we Went over it again for everyone in the comments. So, you know, there was a couple of people saying, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Holly Holm did it and somebody else did it. And I was like, no, oh, no, 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 no. They, they Dave, I saw them. you looking. Did Holly Holm ever win a kickboxing world it title? Does, no, there's nothing said about it. It says that she. You know why there's nothing said about it? It didn't happen. <laughs> Thank you. And it looks like she only did three fights and lost one anyway. So it doesn't surprise no, me. All right. All right. Next. Let's hop in to the next one. Kamara Usman versus Israel Adesanya. Ali would like to see it. Well, now I want to thank one of our biggest sponsors, mybookie.ag. If you guys use our promo code WAYNEIN, they'll give you a little extra spending cash for mybookie.ag. The little code that's right there, the QR code, if you hit that QR code, it'll take you to mybookie.ag and use our promo code WAYNEIN. Look, the Super Bowl's coming up, John. Yeah, baby! The Rams, Who they day? made it over the Niners the and the Bengals. Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals beat my Chiefs. I'm heartbroken, disturbed, upset because we are some of the Chiefs are the best at coming back. 
We're also the best at losing the lead. That's what happened. <laughs> but look, go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in. You've got fights that are coming up that we just talked about. You've also got some future fights that are coming up with Bellator. You've got the Super Bowl coming up. There's big-time betting lines on there as well. You've got all different types of betting lines for that. So go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in. I want to thank you guys for supporting us, and hopefully you guys can win some money. He's quoted as saying. Because Ali is not in the fight. I don't think they're best friends. <laughs> but both those are his guys. No, no. No, no. Izzy, fact, Izzy's not with him. No, Izzy's not. Izzy's with Paradigm yes. Sports, and Kamaro is with Dominance. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No wonder he says he wants to see it. He wants to. <laughs> he's, he's awesome, dude. That dude is a shitster. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, John. I want to see it. Well, I think this is, hold on, this is coming out because Kamaro. Look, both guys are, their origins come from Nigeria. Okay, that's great. And so they have a friendship based upon, you know, that. They're both world champions in the UFC as far as their respective weights. They're only one weight, you know, apart. Welterweight to middleweight. Makes sense. But Kamaro came out talking about he thought that he matched up better if Blahovich was still the champion that he would have matched up better and he would have was actually thinking of going up the two-way classes to take on Blahovich because he didn't want to fight Izzy. He's a friend, and he would take on Blahovich. <laughs> that, that was the talk. I'm not saying it's a good idea, okay? I'm not saying I agree with him. But when people start putting this P4P next to your name, mm. you start to believe it until those pounds start to add up in a fight. But... Look, I underestimated Usman for a long time. I ain't about to underestimate him again. But 205, no, 205 is a big chunk of change because Blahovich yeah, is going to come in around 225. That's only a 35-pound difference from where you normally fight, yep. and Blahovich is going to go up another 30 pounds. Yeah, he's going to go up, I'd say, 225, 230 by the time we get in yeah. the cage. Yep, he'll be up yeah. around that weight. I mean, like, I want people to understand <clears throat> that Rockhold, right, he'd weigh in at 185, and by fight time he'd weigh 202. You know, 202, 203, somewhere in there. I mean, some of these guys well, put on a ton more Paulo, weight. Paulo Costa mm -hmm. weighed in at 185, and the night of the fight, he weighed 228. Jeez. 228, Josh. That's insane. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I look at Usman, and I think I think guys like Izzy are kind of tailor-made for him to, to lose to. You know, when it comes down to it, I think I think I'm not going <clears> to <throat> I'm going to take the wrestler over the striker almost every single time, especially the level of wrestler that Usman is. And the fact that he's gotten better with his his jab and his boxing, I'm not saying he's going to stand at all, but I'm saying he's going to need that stand up to close that distance and get in deep on the legs. And if he's able to utilize whatever stand up he's had, he has now and he'll get better between the time of them talking about the fight and him fighting, he'll get better at that. It'll be a lot harder to teach Izzy how to stop the chain wrestling of Usman in that amount of time. So, because Usman is just going to throw that jab, stick that right hand down the pipe, and then close the distance and get it on the legs and just chain wrestle the shit out of him. Now, he may be able to stop one or two, but can he stop the tenacity of Usman for five rounds hard? I mean, I don't know. But everyone, every time I've seen him do an interview, he is so about the Nigerians and their success. And I don't see him yep. fighting him. I don't see him fighting. I don't him. either. And so I don't, I, I don't mean, it, this could be all be for nothing. Us talking about it, but if I'm going to see him fight, I would rather see him fight Izzy. Cause it's closer to his weight. 
You know, and I and yeah. I think it's a, I think it makes for a lot more interesting of a fight because of the style matchup. This is like throwback style. You have a straight kickboxer, you know, who's got some good takedown defense. He's tall, long, and lanky for the weight. And Usman being a the pedigree of wrestling he has and the ability to to knock people out as well as march them down, walk them down, and out wrestle them. I, it's a stylistic matchup that I would love to see. Yeah. Hmm. Next. I, oh, wait, sorry. I I just it's it's a nice thought to say. Well, I match up better with Blahovich and his style, but you don't no. match up better with Blahovich and his size and strength and everything. No, because if he touches your yeah. chin, it will be waking you up in a oh. week or so. <laughs> they talk about Polish power, baby. Look, yeah. he can he can smack. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. All right, next. All right, let's get into this next one. Paul Daly says that he has a fight on May May thirteenth uh, with Bellator, and that he plans on retiring after that fight. But we don't have an opponent, so I'm not sure what exactly is going on. But it will be in London. I mean, May is so far away. We've got plenty of time to get him, you know, in the works and the talk. So maybe, maybe they threw out a couple names for him to see who the retirement fight would be, and uh, they haven't signed a contract yet. But John and I, John especially, like we've we've had conversations with people. We didn't the 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 opponent hasn't been picked and we don't know who it is. So, I mean, if they do choose one, someone we should hear, we should probably find out here probably in the next, I'd say two or three weeks. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're in February. There. So March, April, May, I mean, still got plenty of time, plenty of time. The, the, the real thing is this, if Paul Daly is going to retire, that's awesome. If you want to talk about a guy that has put on some classic fights though, Paul Daly is one of those guys. Paul Daly has had some absolute barn burner fights, some incredible, you know, both that he's won and lost. But I mean, he always, you know, for the most part, he's had some that you look at and you go, yeah, that wasn't good. His fight against John Fitch wasn't good. You know, his fight against uh, another one of your teammates, you you were just talking about Josh Koscheck wasn't good. But then he's had ones that were just absolutely unbelievable. You know, his fight against Brendan Ward, who is making a comeback at the next uh, Bellator fight, which is awesome if you know Brendan's story. Uh, glad to see him back. But he had a, just an incredible performance against Brendan Ward. Beautiful flying knee knockout that was just unbelievable. His loss to Nick Diaz, still one of the best rounds there is in MMA. And then he had that fight that I actually thought was one of the fights of the year against you know, Sabah Homasi, yeah. what a comeback, because he was rocked. He was hurt. It was only the second time that in his career that I really saw him rock. He got dropped in that fight. He, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. And, you know, he came back, and he's a stud. So, yeah. You know, I, if, uh, he's got plenty left in the tank, John. I mean, he could keep fighting. I mean, I know most fighters at that, at that age, they're just like, they start they start detaching. You start the, losing the will. Yeah, you know? it's like you just get in there, you're like, man, I don't want to be here today hitting mitts, hitting the bag. Like, screw this place. <laughs> That's what they're thinking. You know, it's it's what what the the funny part is, Josh, it's hard for people to understand. But, you know, look, as we get older, we change. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm the I'm the first person to raise my hands. Dude, I've changed so much. Yeah. You know, I used to be a fucking rock-headed, you know, nasty piece of shit. Yeah. And I'm nothing like I used to be yeah. because I don't want to be that person. And it, this is what happens, you know, when you fight, sometimes, you know, you have things, you know, in the back of your, you know, head that you know you want to you know you enjoyed you know doing damage to people stuff then as you live life and you have a family thing those things can change and they change you mm-hmm. and they change your mentality towards fighting so you know paul has had it like i said an incredible career he's got you know big wins against big big names like you know remember he beat masvidal yeah you know and uh 
he's 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 just damn good. And so if this is his last fight, I will I will love watching it. I just wonder who they're going to put against him. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like I hope it's someone that stands, not just tries to take him down. Yeah, I think it should be Sabah Homasi coming off of the <laughs> win that he just had, and since that was such a good one the first time. I'd like to see it. I don't know if Paul would want to do it again, but I mean, well, you know, another guy I think that would might be a good fight would be uh, Oliver Encamp. That might be a fun fight. That would be fun, you know. But Oliver would end up trying to take Paul. Yeah, down. possibly. I just don't know if Oliver would or, have it. I don't know if he has. Paul's real good at take the takedown defense. He's gotten oh yeah, so now, good at it. I know after all these years. Yeah, I know. I know he didn't really have a lot of success it. against Koss and and Fitch. But if you guys go back yeah, and look at before. Koss and Fitch, I mean. The tenacity they have in terms of their wrestling, Koscik's wrestling level is just leaps and bounds above a lot of people. And then John, he just won't be denied. He's the guy that will chase her, chase you around on his hands and knees till he gets your ankle and just drags you to the ground, bites it, yeah, to, bites you to death. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, uh, all right. What else you got? All right. This next one, and uh, we are hearing from the undefeated Chael Sonnen that Henry Cejudo is back in the USADA testing pool. Um, and, you know, he's saying that we should be glad we're getting him back. Um, so what does this mean for as far as a fight? I mean, it kind of means that there maybe has been some conversation and talk between Ali and, and Dana about potentially bringing Henry back and maybe upping the number a little bit on what it takes him to pay him. Um, and then, you know, making him happy. If they can do something to make him happy, I, from what I understand, Dana wants to see him fight at 135 first. And then once he, if he's able to win the title again, which I think is honestly, is to be fair, it's fair. I would love to see him and fight Peter Yan or Piotr Yan, whatever. I think it's a, a phenomenal matchup. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Yan's not a huge guy for the weight class. So it makes, no. you, look, when you look at Marlon Rice compared to, to Peter Yan, Marlon Rice was a lot bigger, you know? And so when he fought Marlon Rice, gassed him out, you know, with the, sh- with, wearing him out with his punches in his face but it was like he still went out there and had a great I mean, it's true john he got he was getting oh, pieced up in that first round in the first round then, you're absolutely right but look at what happened and in then the henry second. came out and said all right well, fuck, i'm gonna get you and just walked yeah, him I'll down down and here threw down on the mouth bit down on the mouthpiece and just threw down absolutely one yep. I, I still honestly believe that was one of the best performances ever that i've ever seen because that first round was not going his way. It's like I put it right. I kind of put it right up there with the Frankie Edgar and Gray Maynard fight. I mean, obviously Frankie yeah. took not a lot bad. more not damage. Quite bad, yeah, not quite yeah. that bad. But it was still one of those type of fights where he he had to go back after the first round and go shit. What did, yeah. what have I done? I got to change something yeah. or I'm in trouble. Yeah, I, I bit off. Did I bite off more than I can chew, or am I going to fix this? And he went out there and fixed yeah. it, and damn, he looked good. He did. He looked phenomenal. Yeah. And so I look at him and I think to myself. Him and Peter Yan would be a barn burner of a fight. And if it gets to that point where the two of them fight, I can't see him not. I mean, I can't see it not being a great, like, a, a, in terms of pay-per-view money. I can't see him not selling. I mean, if, if Peter Yan beats Aljo, which we believe, I believe he will. Maybe you don't, but I do. I think Peter Yan's going to beat him. And then you're going to see, I think, Henry fight maybe. Get a win against somebody. whether it's And I think it, you could potentially see him fight Corey Sanhagen first. And that fight to me, boy, that would be a contrast. Yeah, he's not gonna look at here would be Corey and here would be yeah. Henry. But when it comes down to it, though, let me tell you, like, or if you have him fight Dillashaw again at one thirty-five, but I'd rather see the Corey fight. I'd like to see the Corey fight, but I you're, you're asking a lot for Corey to be able to stop Henry's takedowns. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. For five rounds. Right. Long legs I'm sure it'd be stuff. a main event. So Ooh. for five rounds, you think you could do it? I don't know. Nope. You know? But that's a, that's a tough fight for him to come back to after being, what, away for two years? Yeah, it would. Two years yeah, away. It would. Trying to get back into the Corey speed. Saying, hey, Corey Sanhagen's a monster he at 135. He he's one of my favorites, man, to watch. He is. Oh, I love watching him. He's a nice kid. He seems very nice. All the interviews yeah. I've ever watched him, man, he seems like a very respectful and nice kid. I love being around those kind of kids, man. Like, when you see him, you talk to him, and just, I love it. I love their energy and just, you know, and that type of personality. I love it. But, um, I mean, in terms of Chael, what he said, there maybe there's some truth behind it because we were just saying he was hanging out with Henry at the uh, Eagle FC, which is uh, – I wish I had seen this, you know, before uh, Dave brought it up because mm-hmm. I did not see it because, you know, I talked to Henry in Arizona. What I, Hey, you back in the pool? Yeah. So yeah. I actually put a text out to him right now, but you know, I haven't got anything back. All right, well, hey, if he is back in, we're all blessed. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That's all. I'm being selfish, but I'm I'm happy for it. <laughs> I'm totally selfish, but I don't care. Uh, all right, next. <laughs> all right, um, I wanted to get your guys' reaction to this video. Um, it was quite an intense moment uh, from this past weekend at Bellator. I don't know if you guys saw it. You guys were there live, so you know. Don't know if you guys were. You know, Josh, you were at the desk. John's at the, the commentary mm-hmm. booth. Um, but Khabib during the Usman fight. Um. Mm-hmm. Had this that's with that's with the other Usman. No, it was with Islam fight. And Sorry, that's Islam, Usman yeah. on the left there. Yeah, that's, that's Usman to the uh, left. Yeah, left. That's of what Khabib. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Khabib and Usman react to Islam and the um and the guillotine from Benson Henderson. And here I'll play this video for you. So those of you guys that are, you know, in the audio platforms, what it is is that Islam is in a very, very tight guillotine by Benson Henderson. It's deep, but he doesn't have his legs engaged enough. Yeah, not enough. There was moments, though, where he had the top leg thrown over. He had had positions. They adjusted so many times, and uh, it was in deep. You could see Islam's face from the monitor that he was struggling there quite a bit for, for some time. And in what you see is you see Usman, Namargamedov, and you see Khabib, uh, the two of them, basically just kind of put their hands by their heads and just it seems like it looks like they're praying like they're you know and so it looks like that and focusing on just you know asking you know to see if he can get out of the submission and it seemed like it i mean obviously it worked so it's it worked i mean he came he came up you know he came up short in terms of the split decision but it was a close close fight john and it's so funny in the comments that i read because i read the comments like what we've talked about Okay. Everyone continues to say that Ben's that that uh, Islam got robbed and this and that. And I was like, look, when it's that close of a fight, there was no there robbery. was no rob. It's not you can't call it a robbery because the guy lost that you wanted to win. All right, it yeah. just comes down to the fact that you know, like here, I go back and I watch the Gilbert Melendez fight with Benson. I go back and watch my fight with Benson. It wasn't a robbery. Just lost a split decision. Call it what it is. It's not a robbery. Like, do I feel like I won? Absolutely, I feel like I won. But I'm also very biased when it comes to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and in this situation, like, I'm friends with Islam. I fought Benson. I'm friends with him as well. Training partners with Islam. But it comes down to, like, when it's that close, you can't call it a robbery. You know, I looked at the Bader fight again. I went back and watched the Bader and Moldowski fight. It was a close fight. And I could see close how fight. both judges, I could see how judges both went the opposite way. One gave it to Bader. One gave it to Moldowski. I could see that. You know, so... I just I did they I thought no that no was no unanimous. no you're right you're right no no sorry you're right they okay. two it was a uh, unanimous they all had it the same 48, unanimous 47, on that one. all forty eight forty seven yeah. sorry yeah. but then in this fight I could see how they gave it to you know they 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 split directions I could see how they did well, that uh, I'm, look 
I have to score the fights for, you know, the, the broadcast. And I, I gave it to Mamadoff, but I said, look, it's really close, but I believe that Mamadoff is the guy, if you're going to look at what it was occurring at the end, and he was able to, at the very end, Benson was looking for a heel hook, and Mamadoff was in a position where he wasn't really in danger, and he was landing some strikes. I'm going to give it to Mamadoff. My son was actually one of the judges for the fight. He gave it to Mamadoff, and the other two gave it to Benson Henderson. But I don't complain about that at all. It's because it was close, and it's really about what you're seeing and from the angle you're seeing it at. And this is where I look and I say, look, if you're a fighter and uh, you're going to complain about that, that yeah. you got robbed, you didn't get robbed, no. man. I'm sorry. Either way, that was, that's one that it's close, and if you're that close with somebody in the fight, a judge can look at it either way. Yeah. Nothing but respect for both fighters. I mean, Islam oh, fought. Yeah. A, he fought a very tough fight. Um, that first that first round was close because of the not close, but the submission was really close in that first round. The second round, he dominated the whole round. I had him dominating. Like he got the back. He oh was yeah. Controlling. He, had, he was very controlling. Did a lot of good things. It really came down to that third round, and it kind of came down to how you scored that last little portion where Mamadoff landed two really hard shots from the top position. While Benson was hanging out on the leg, trying to go for leg lock after leg lock, but he was also striking from the bottom. They just didn't have the same effect from the bottom yeah. to the top. But in the beginning yep. portion of that round, for two and a half minutes or two minutes of it, whatever, Benson, Benson was, was landing good. the better shots on the feet. Yeah. So there was a lot yeah. of ways of breaking uh, of looking at it, you know. And uh, yeah, but there was it was a close fight, but in no way was it a robbery. No way. All right, um, Dave. What else? All right. Uh, the next one I want to show you was this video of Ken, Kevin Holland. Where <laughs> oh, I love this one. God bless uh, Kevin Holland. Uh, Kevin Holland <laughs> sent posted screenshots of uh, DMs he was getting from this guy who basically sent Josh. Uh, sorry, not Josh. Kevin. Jaden Drapper. Drapper. Draper. 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 And so this guy's in Kevin's DMs, and he says, "All I got to say is, even though you're a black belt and positive, I could submit you. Prove me wrong." And then he's Falls oh, up a month ducking. later, stop ducking me. Then a month later, still ducking me, pissy ass. And then <laughs> Kevin, this is great. Kevin posts a screenshot and says, "One troll down, way too many more to go." How it started versus how it ended, and then he posts <laughs> the video to accompany it. And the video is, um, let me play it for you, Kevin and this guy rolling. This is great. Just jujitsu. That's it. Yeah. Let's yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Just jits, just a roll. This Guy is gets, great. Goes for the leg and the takedown. Nice sprawl by Kevin Holland. Takes the underhook on the backside of the arm. Slides oh. to the side. Oh, look at the dark. Damn. <laughs> His arm triangle choke. Uh, yeah, turn over. Oh, no, I, I would just turn out. You know, to that dude, all of his friends, when he's watching fights, he goes, dude, all I would do is just turn out of that. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin just flung him down with the whizzer. Uh, dude, Kevin Ragdoll made him look like his bitch. Ugh. Let's be I honest. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Still, still ducking me, pussy ass. Well, <laughs> guess not. Oh, man. It was great. This this is the type of shit we get all the time, John. Do you ever get shit oh, like this? Dude, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so embarrassing. Oh, yeah. It's just like, come on, man. I, I, there was a guy that did this with Josh Koscheck, and Josh Koscheck pushed the video out too. The guy came. Josh told him, "You know where to find me. You're here. Like whatever. I'm here." And the kid walked into the gym, and Josh, Josh put it on him. 
But I mean, you know, Josh was being very, you know, and the guy tried to quit, and Josh's like, no, 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 you're not quitting. Get in I've here. had the same. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. After one time, okay. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You could do much better. Of course, come on. Come man. back in here. Let's go, buddy. When I owned a gym, I had the same thing. One of my best ones, anyway, it had nothing to do with him fighting me. A guy comes in, right, and he's, this dude's hands were so jacked up. His knuckles, he had destroyed them from, you know, he says, I, I hit. I hit steel, right? <laughs> and his, dude, his knuckles are just giant and just mangled. And I go, you're, you're, you're hitting steel. He goes, he says, and I, I have a boxing ring right there. He's got, you know, giant, you know, four by four metal post. He goes, I could, I could, I could break through that post right there. I said, go ahead. He goes, I, I don't want, I don't want to, de- you know, destroy your, your boxing ring. I said, oh no, please. I said, I, I give you permission. Go ahead. I want to see. Go ahead and break it. Yeah. If you can break it, I want to see it. Right? He goes, oh, I don't want to. I said, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, that, that's what so people do, though. You just look and go, stop. You know, there's so many phonies. Yeah, I could. And, and for all the internet warriors out there, you're tough guys. Yeah, I believe you. I, you are. John, I feel like you and I really need to bring back that uh, that show that you did. The show that you were on. Oh, Dude, I love that show. What was it called? Bully Beatdown. Bully Beatdown. Bully Beatdown. Got to bring that back. I love that show. Oh, it was great. We would have a good time I, on that. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> so many. Oh, dude. I think we need I to so do many, it. There was so many guys that talked so much shit oh. before that show. It was like, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you're tough. What was the best, what was the best moment you ever had on that show in terms of someone talking trash? Ah. Oh. There was probably two, and it was and not talk, no. The talking trash one was one, and it is you. You can talk to you know Jake Shields and I. We went out to to dinner with my wife, and we go to this uh, teppanyaki place, right? And we're and we're walk, we walk in, and they're gonna seat us down. Well, the, at the time, Tap Out you know, was uh, sponsoring the show and everything, so they would get they would put the the tough guys and the fighters in different hotels mm-hmm. and stuff like that or whatever. And, but you know, if you went out on the town, you could end up in the same restaurant. Well, they're gonna they're gonna sit us down at this station, the Stepanyaki station, with these guys, you know, all decked out in fucking tap out gear. So I was like, well, guess who the fuck they? Yeah, are, right? right. So we sit down, right? And the three of us sit down, and we, you know, and these guys are like, oh my god, John McCart, Jake Shields, like, we're here. I'm here to fight, right? And I go, I, I kind of figured that was what you're wearing there. You know, he's got the hats, the shirts, oh, yeah. you know, everything on. And it, the guy said, he goes, I'm being honest. He says, I've come. He says, I live right by your gym. He goes, I'm doing this to pay for my uh, my membership at your gym. I go, you're doing this to pay? He goes, absolutely. He goes, he goes, let me tell you something. He goes, people have no idea how strong I am. Oh, <laughs> as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, shit, here it comes. Uh, and he goes, he goes, what would you what would you say if I throw my if I throw my opponent the fighter out of the cage? I said, I'll tell you what, if you throw your fighter out of the cage, I will give you a lifetime membership in my gym. Oh man! Right? <laughs> he goes, done. It's done. I guarantee it's gonna happen. Right? <laughs> he goes, the only thing he says, he goes, the only guys that I wouldn't want to see is you know. I don't want to have like an Andre Arlovsky because of his stand-up. And the guy he was going to fight was Andre Arlovsky. He had no idea. <laughs> right? So when Andre Arlovsky, when it finally came to the point, and Andre Arlovsky gets called out, this guy's face goes, he never even made it to the fucking kickboxing part. 
he fucking he was done after the grappling, right? Oh, you know, the only thing that he threw out over the top of the fucking cage was his lunch. <laughs> <laughs> he was throwing up and stuff, but uh, those guys were so funny. There, there were there were times where guys would actually, you know, they would uh, they would slip in there. They they could fight. They were guys that you know actually trained. And there was there was this one guy that comes in there and he looked familiar to me. And I'm looking at him right, and I knew his brother. His brother was an MMA fighter, had about a five and one record, pretty good. And I knew that he trained at uh, Marco Huis is down in Laguna Niguel, and so. He was, you know, set up to fight someone. So I, told, I, go, I go to the, the producer of the show, and I tell him, "Hey, man, you're gonna want to switch this." I said, "You need to put uh, this kid against." And I had Eddie Alvarez there. I said, "You need to put him against Eddie." I said, "Who he's going against? That kid, you know, it's you guys are worried about people getting hurt. That's gonna be a harder fight. That guy's gonna try harder. Eddie, Eddie's gonna toy with him, right?" So they switched. It. And so this guy is all, he's out there and he's ready, and. They called out Eddie Alvarez, and he had that look like, motherfucker. <laughs> and so at the end of it, after it was all over, he didn't get a dime. He got toasted oh. by Eddie, right? Eddie toyed with him. And at the end, they would have these guys sign. They had these lockers that they would put their stuff into. And so they got to sign the locker at the end of it. This guy goes, he says, I come here thinking I'm going to get $10,000, and you give me Eddie fucking Alvarez. Thanks a lot. He signed it. his name. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What happened? Okay, so I never saw the one with Thomas Denny, but someone said he lost. I, I don't know. How- he didn't lose, okay. but he but the guy got all the money. He didn't get any submissions. That's losing, John. Because well, <laughs> that's well, losing, John. Okay, hold on. I, and I can't remember the guy's brother's name, but the the kid was a Russian guy. And and the problem was, this is when you know it started. I'm gonna get myself in trouble here. <laughs> But it started, and it was uh, people need to remember that there was Elite XC, mm-hmm. and Elite XC had bought up a bunch of different promotions. They bought up Rumble on the Rock. They bought they they bought out King of the Cage, mm-hmm. and different ones like that. Well, they also had this. They were the ones that owned the rights to this, you know, show of Bully Beatdown, and then I Elite XC folds. Yeah, they fold and they end up going under, and Strike Force takes it over. So Terry Treblecock gets King of the Cage back from the Elite XC deal, and he's the one that has the contract with Bully Beatdown. So he starts feeding all of his fighters into it, and uh, you know I, the the guy who is the one of the executive producers. You know he pulls me. He says he goes. He says you know what do you think of our fighters? I go, eh, they're not real good. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, you know Terry tells me that I said, dude, look, I said you got. You've got B level at best. Most of your fighters are C and D level fighters. I said they're just not very good. And he goes, "Are you sure?" I go, "Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking sure." <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. You know, he had some good ones, but you know, and then what they would do is like with Thomas Denny, who Thomas Denny was a decent fighter, yeah. you know, but Thomas Denny fought at 155 pounds, 145 pounds. The kid that they put him against was 200 pounds. His brother was. A professional fighter and so the kid stand-up wise could fight you know submission wise he was strong enough to be able to stop the submissions that thomas denny was putting on. so when thomas didn't submit him at all the guy won the five thousand dollars there and then he was putting it on thomas <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> you know he didn't get rid of him but yeah so 
you know, Thomas couldn't get rid of him, so he he got the that guy got the ten thousand dollars. So yes, I was he, I guess to you fight. Could say he won. I was supposed to fight Thomas Denny a couple of times. I want to say it was scheduled for like two or three times. I think one time was yeah. King of the Cage, and then the fight fell through because the UFC. I was working with the UFC at the time, and they weren't keeping me busy enough. So every time I fought outside the UFC or was gonna fight outside the UFC, they they seemed to give me a fight when I. <clears throat> they're like, no, no, you don't go over there. We'll fight you. So there were, yeah. So um, that, and then I think it was also, what was it? Oh, remember Ultimate Athlete? Him and I were supposed to fight. Oh, yeah. Him and I were supposed to fight in yeah. that also. And uh, then that didn't, that fell through. So, yeah, because they fell off the, the they fell, yeah, they're they gone off the, after they the whole the Palm Springs thing, you know? Remember in Palm yeah, Springs? Yeah, well, after the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the riot. The biker, the biker gang riot. The biker riot. The Mongols and, yeah. the, and another gang. I don't remember what it was, but it was the Mongols. I remember that. Anyway, well, that was the 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 Mongols had a guy that was a uh, he was a patched member who was fighting, mm-hmm. and he lost. <laughs> but then they started. Yeah, good, something but... happened in the front row. They started getting into it with yeah, somebody else, and then just someone, that got, was in Palm someone got stabbed. I want to say two, got people, two people got stabbed. I think. Yep. Not yep. a good situation, but. Those days are behind us in this sport now. We're we're civilized sport. As you oh, know. they can come back. <laughs> Do you remember when Henzo Gracie was fighting in Brazil and he got stabbed while he was in the cage? Oh. He was fighting Eugenio Tadeau and he actually got stabbed through the cage. No, John, I was seven when that happened. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just you might have been. <laughs> I'm letting you know, buddy. I'm you old, but I'm not that old. Yeah. Oh man! All right. Uh, anything else, Dave? Yes. Let's hop in one last story. Um, okay. So Paulo Costa came out um, and he basically is, is saying that he only wants to fight Marvin Vittori um, and he's really, really like just seems bitter about the whole thing with the last fight, um, which I'm not sure why because, you know, he came in overweight, but um, basically saying that he doesn't, he knows he doesn't, he's, he said, I'm not stupid enough to consider a title fight right now. Uh, he's like, I only want Marvin Vittori. If, if it's not Marvin Vittori, he said he told Dana White, don't give me a fight unless it's Marvin. And he said he hates him. He wants to end his life. He's an asshole. He's a fool. Um, he wore shorts backwards, but still thinks he's a man. <laughs> um, and then um, he's not mad about um, the rankings. He just hates him because he's an asshole. So he a lot of animosity. Um, what way are they going to fight at though? Like if they're going to fight at eighty five, or are they going to fight at two hundred five? You know, I was going to say Vittori went up to two hundred five. Because he couldn't make weight. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't understand either. I mean, you got everything you wanted You on short notice. And I'm being you, honest. Yeah. If you watch the fight, Vittori won the fight. Yeah, he yeah he won every round. Well, I don't think he I think maybe, Costa maybe won. Maybe Costa won one round, but he, he, yeah. Vittori won the, he Vittori won the won fight. The fight. So I don't understand what the... Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with Paulo saying I want a rematch. No. I, want, I, want to, I want to get that one back. Yeah. I understand that, but to act like he was done wrong? No. I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't get that, though. That. I don't get the, the perspective of him. It doesn't, by reading what he says, I'm not saying I want to I want to fight Vittori because he took my place in the rankings. Like, he just really wants to fight him because he's an asshole and he wants a rematch and a redo on it, which is fair. I get it. Like, you don't like the guy. Now maybe you're a little bit more motivated to make the weight, you know, at 185. Um, yeah. I don't know, but I don't really see much different of an outcome outside of you clipping him and knocking him out. That's a possibility because he does have a lot of power. You know, he's yeah. aggressive. He does. Um, he also, I mean, are you going to, if you fight at 85, I'd like to see that fight. I have no desire to watch it fight again at 205. I would like to see them both fight at 85. You know, oh, yeah. He, yeah, it just, 
but I'm interested in the fight. I'm interested. I'm all, I don't think it's fair for Vittori. He's dispatched him pretty easily the first time. So why should I go back and, and take a chance and fight you? You know, if, if I'm Vittori, go fight somebody else that's ranked, you know, above me, get beat them, and then I'll go ahead and fight you again. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> and you take it or leave it. You don't like it, then sit on the sideline. I don't give a shit. It's your career, not mine. You yeah. know, I've done my part. I did my job. I made weight. He did his part. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Vittori did, did everything. I, yep. He's like, Vittori's like, I trained hard. I made weight and I beat you. What else was I supposed to do? Yep. I did everything that yep. that's in my contract that I needed to do. I fought hard and I won. Yeah, the, that's it. The man. fact the fact that you don't like me means nothing yeah, it to mean me. Shit to me. Doesn't affect yeah. my paycheck. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, look, I, I would love to see the fight again, but it, I'd like to see it at eighty five though, when they're both fit, they're both in shape, and uh, you know, and it's that's what the weight they f- normally fight at. So, all right, Dave, you got anything else? That's gonna wrap us for this week. All right, all baby. right, all right. Go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Wayne in. We got our new shirts. John, show us everybody your shirt, buddy. Take a look. Those look of you guys that, that are bad at home. Boy right there, huh? Yeah, it's pretty Looking dope. Good. It comes in black and it comes in the in the uh it's like a heather gray, because I got it now at home. So it's like a heather yeah. gray and it comes in a black one. The black one's pretty dope. I like the heather gray also. Um you know I like the black. Yeah, I like the heather gray. Now. I don't know why. But I like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the way you're built. <laughs> uh, you know, what is it? Black is kind of figure flattering. That kind beautiful. of yeah, kind of Black hides the curves a little bit more. <laughs> well, I got lots of curves. Yeah. So go ahead and pick up one of our shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wayne in and use that promo code. And still, everyone knows, and still, make sure you guys and use that. still. And we want to thank you guys for continuing to support us. Uh, go to our YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button there, and the little bell, because some of you guys got pretty heated in the comment section. We didn't launch on Sunday. We launched on Monday because of the traveling and all the other things. Well, let me tell you guys this. That shit's going to happen some more because the dates are coming up where we're traveling overseas, and we will not be back on Sunday. We'll be back probably Sunday night at midnight, and we'll film Monday, and we'll drop Monday. So hit that bell, you guys. Hit that bell. That'll help you guys know when we drop our show. And then down below in our main channel, there is a link in that description there, and you guys can hit that link, and that will take you to our Wayne and Extras channel where we drop our Wayne Interjection show, which is specifically for that channel enjoy that that is a fun show that we do that we're going to film right now and that should drop sometime this week if you guys hit the bell there that'll let you know when that drops as well see how this works <laughs> all right guys who <laughs> dave that was a little funny for dave, uh, dave really like that <laughs> all right guys hey we want to thank you guys we do appreciate you guys try to keep it positive in the comment section because i read them and my ego can't take much more of the negativity <laughs> and uh i love you guys love you guys big john take us off buddy and for everyone out there, hey, do something good for somebody else. Make their day special, and we will see you. <laughs>